Warning: The SCP Foundation audio archive is classified. Access by unauthorized personnel is strictly prohibited. Perpetrators will be tracked, located, and detained. S. Andrew Swan's proposal. The database. Item: SCP-001. Object class: Keter. Special containment procedures. There is no means to contain SCP-001 yet found that does not risk a potential ZK reality failure event and subsequent destruction of the observable universe. C. Containment Protocol ZK-001-Alpha. Current procedures are limited to the absolute containment of information regarding SCP-001. No data regarding the nature or description of SCP-001 shall be provided to any personnel, with the sole exception of a senior member of O5 Command. Currently, O5. All data collected in regards to SCP-001 shall be stored in encrypted form via, with a decryption key split into thirds. Each member of O5 Command shall memorize one third. And only one third of a decryption key. Data shall be decrypted on a network isolated eyes-only terminal to be read only by the senior member of O5 Command, and then only after unanimous consent of O5 Command. Leaking of data about SCP-001 through espionage, telepathic leakage, original research, or must be contained by any and all means available to the Foundation. The senior member of O5 Command, as a person with authorized knowledge about SCP-001, is a final arbiter on containment. Foundation personnel of level two or higher who discover data about SCP-001 in the course of their normal duties may be given a Class A amnestic after debriefing rather than being terminated. This is subject to O5 approval on a case-by-case basis. Description. Date: January twelfth, nineteen. Incident: Documents appear on internet site. Server seized and authors traced to. Resulting explosion explained as a gas leak. Monitoring has not shown any further propagation of documents. Date: March thirty first, nineteen. Incident: Script with possibly compromising information optioned for production by. Pictures, original scriptwriter. Agent successfully replaced script with one written without. Film is produced with a title. And grosses twenty-seven million dollars on its opening weekend. Date, June nineteenth, nineteen. Incident, novel outline describing. Submitted to. By best-selling author. Attempt to neutralize author unsuccessful, leading to high-profile hospitalization. O5 authorizes the use of Class A amnestic to prevent more attention to case. Outline recovered and destroyed. Date O5 to to Z. Incident. Foundation research disc. Ask yourself if you want to know. If the answer is no, then you need to stop reading now. 
if you go and report this unauthorized file to your superiors at Contrite and claim that you only read this paragraph, you might get away with a Class A amnestic, if you're lucky. And if the O5s aren't particularly paranoid at the moment. So you want to know what SCP-001 is? The first answer is that it was a placeholder, a theoretical designation for the prime cause, the ultimate reason for all the paranormal crap we deal with on a daily basis. SCP-001 is why we have to deal with omnicidal reptiles, ever-expanding rooms, extra-dimensional pools of red goop, and consumer products that don't obey the normal laws of physics. Of course, given all these things, as dangerous and deadly and just plain insane as they all are, are inherently patternless and self-contradictory, most researchers are convinced that there is no possible unifying principle for them all, much less a common source. They're wrong. There's more than one reason that cross-testing is discouraged, and the O5s even look down on excessive cross-referencing of SCPs. The O5s don't want any one group looking at more than a handful of these things at once because of what they discovered when the Foundation tried to discover a grand unified theory of SCPs. That research is mostly gone now. Site-001-Alpha was dismantled, scrubbed from the archives, the staff mind-wiped and reassigned. No one left by me, and I wouldn't know anything if it wasn't my habit of not trusting the Foundation servers and having my own personal hidden archives that the O5s missed in their panic. I was a data analyst at Site-001-Alpha, and this is a note for O5 command. Don't bother looking for me, I finished the job you started. The identities of all former staff at Site-001-Alpha have been completely scrubbed from the records, and you know as much as they do now. I participated in the first and only attempt to consolidate all Foundation data on all SCPs, and I was in charge of data integrity. And as much of a mess as you think that was, it was an order of magnitude worse. Forget the memetic SCPs, or the ones that modify their own description, or the ones that seem to only inhabit InfoSpace and slip into the database to wreak havoc. That's all SOP for anyone who works with the Foundation's network, just a matter of scale. Worse were the completely inexplicable, unexpected changes in data. Sorry, that's wrong, even though I can't help thinking of it that way. It isn't a change in data when reality is shifting to match. I don't know a lot about the internals of software we used, but I know the part of it ran outside what we think of as a normal world, and at first, Everyone thought the audit trails it produced were some sort of bug. However, it became apparent that the nature of a software, its purposeful isolation from the narrative affecting SCPs, allowed it to record something far more important. It's not visible by you, or the O5s, or even to most of the SCPs we deal with, but the Foundation, and by extension the entire universe, is in a state of constant shifting reality flux. SCP files appeared and disappeared from our database with alarming regularity, and the SCPs referred to, to all appearance, appeared and disappeared along with them. Not just SCPs, but personnel, whole sites, and entire decades of the Foundation's history would be rewritten seemingly at random, and our own memories and all external research would confirm that objective reality matched the current one in our database. 
One of the researchers told me that it was as if we were seeing the effect of something like SCP-140, only much larger in scale. And yeah, something a lot like SCP-140, and infinitely larger in scale. I don't know who did the analysis, and if I did, I wouldn't say. She's probably a lot happier not knowing about her own discovery, but she looked at what vanished and what appeared, and what subtly changed in the records, and she found the pattern, the drift towards darkness, towards narrative coherence, towards a plot. Everyone who works any length of time at the Foundation knows the universe we live in is a seriously fucked up place. Those of us who still believe in God tend towards serious ambivalence about his handiwork. But we found out that there is a god, and it is SCP-001, and it's a bunch of horror writers. Addendum Emergency Containment Protocol ZK-001-Alpha for O5 Eyes Only. Please enter your decryption key. Decryption key accepted. Note. Containment Protocol ZK-001-Alpha contains a non-zero risk of creating a ZK reality failure event. Use should only be authorized in an attempt to mitigate an end-of-the-world scenario or the imminent destruction of a foundation. Research at Site-001-Gamma has conducted narrative analysis on SCP-001's changes to the observable universe. Conclusions are that SCP-001 consists of multiple entities showing cognitive patterns that are indistinguishable from human, and that these entities are therefore susceptible to mimetic effects. Since prior experiments have shown information feedback via the SCP data warehouse, a possible method of attack and or control has been developed. Protocol ZK001-Alpha when initiated, will cause a software viral insertion of a variety of memetic agents into the SCP database, which, through the observed information feedback, should expose SCP-001 to the memetic effects of those agents. Protocol ZK001-Alpha consists of three stages, memetic agents inserted to promote health and or well-being. Mimetic agents inserted to promote sleep, unconsciousness, or catatonia. Mimetic agents inserted to cause death. Given the nature of SCP-001 and our limited interaction with it, it is not possible at this time to safely test protocol ZK-001-alpha, and it is unknown if the universe can continue to exist without interaction from SCP-001. Scantron's Proposal The Foundation UIU File 0041 Altered High School Building in Confirmed Anomaly 3 Object Class 53 Meaning Highly Intrusive Unknown Capabilities Unknown Nature Former Secure Containment Protocols Confirmed Anomaly 3 CA3 is to be surrounded by an electric fence no less than 30 feet high and guarded by the United States Army's platoon. Any footage or photographic evidence of CA-3's interior is to be excised as soon as possible and all witnesses detained indefinitely. 
under no circumstances should any personal attempt to enter CA3 or communicate with the persons inhabiting it. However, any person known to have been inside CA3 at any point must be detained and interrogated. A direct military assault on CA3 has been deemed unfeasible at this point due to the unknown capabilities of the entity or entities by which it is controlled. Note, this is a summary and it does not contain all information relevant to CA3. For detailed information regarding CA3, see UIU Files 0042-0218. through 0218. Director Known Information the Unusual Incidents Unit was alerted to CA3's existence on September 7, 1954, when students attending high school reported that the interior of the building was vastly different than it had been at any point in the past. Upon discovery, CA3 exhibited several unusual, if not inherently paranormal traits. Nearly all walls in the facility had been replaced with steel-reinforced concrete, although several rooms were constructed of other materials for no readily apparent reason. All exterior windows had been covered from the inside. All student desks, personal effects, textbooks, and other material expected of a public high school were completely absent. Lockers were still present, albeit significantly smaller and constructed of stainless steel. The arrangement, location, and size of rooms and facilities did not match blueprints for the school. Often, rooms would exhibit seemingly random modifications, although the number of changed rooms is currently unknown. No fewer than 17 electronic computers were found, each of which made use of state-of-the-art magnetic core RAM. Prior to its classification as a confirmed anomaly, high school had no computers. All files on the computers were inaccessible, and the computers themselves were firmly bolted down. The auditorium is inaccessible due to a large steel wall completely blocking the doorways. Attempts to move or damage this barrier have been ineffective. The extent or purpose of this barrier are unknown, as are the contents of the auditorium. Team CA3-05 did not return, nor did a second team, Team CA3-06, tasked with locating the first team. The facilities are currently under lockdown pending new containment protocols. Update. 23 days after initial recovery, guards reported white noise emanating from CA3, the volume of which increased near its auditorium. Five hours later, the white noise stopped although the sound of voices was audible from the interior of CA3. Upon further investigation, it was found that the building now contained a large number of persons, all of whom appeared to be wandering aimlessly through the facility. Notably, each individual was physically identical to a member of Team CA306, despite the inhabitants of CA3 vastly outnumbering the members of Team CA306. Attempts to interview or detain the inhabitants were thwarted by The 12 members of Team CA305 were not found. In addition to the aforementioned, the interior layout of CA3 had been changed significantly since the previous investigations. No mechanism which could explain this has been identified. Update 
Three months after the previous incident, white noise was again heard emanating from the auditorium. This time, the decision was made to investigate immediately. It was found that most of CA3-2, the designation given to the inhabitants of CA3, had gathered near the doors of the auditorium. A circular hole roughly six feet in diameter had formed in the steel barrier, although the interior was not visible. At 03.10 hours, an item resembling a emerged from the hole and was carried away by an inhabitant. The item was placed in one of the classrooms, which had previously been observed to open. This process continued for upwards of eight hours, with a new item being produced once every three minutes. Most were seen entering a different room or locker, although insufficient personnel were available to track all items. Further investigation revealed that most, if not all, the items produced exhibited anomalous properties themselves. A significant portion of CA3-2 are involved in either guarding the items produced, collectively CA3-3, or performing various tests on them. Update. Two days after the previous incident, three identical armed guards have appeared near each entrance to CA3. Further attempts to enter the building were futile, as these guards have consistently overpowered all teams sent to enter CA3, regardless of injury or relative level of armament. Note, reports gathered during the first two days prior to guards manifesting outside of CA3 appear to confirm that CA3-2 is following standard UIU protocol regarding the items produced by the auditorium. Their knowledge of UIU standard procedure is consistent with that of Team CA3-05. During UIU's tracking of CA6, two men identical to Agent Dixon, a member of CA3-06, emerged from a parked car and forcibly detained CA6, dragging him into a car and driving away. Tracking the vehicle for the next eight hours revealed that it was driving directly to CA3, Upon arrival, the vehicle drove directly through the front doors, which the guards had opened shortly before their arrival. CA-6 has not been recovered. UIU file 0042. Message received from CA-3. On May 5, 1965, the following message was transmitted in Morse code from CA-3 on standard UIU communication frequencies. Sensitive data has been classified and the beginning of each sentence has been capitalized, but the message has not otherwise been changed. Hello, we are the O5 Council and we secure, contain, protect. We have been shown to do this and it would be nice to be friends. It is nice to have been part of your excellent, but it is best that with superior resources given, the greatness, we will control containment. Our sincerest apologies regarding guards and detainment, workers and secrets kept needed, the time and weights we apologize, the radio blocked by one SCP or two. Expect an expansion soon, for we are spaces for although far away from auditorium. Okay, but unwant. Eight hours later, the following transmission was received. Expand it now, see the federal building. It is now a functional, need doctors, guards, demon recruiting. Anomalies found and further possibly international. Researching of course possible, international maybe days, weeks to do. Further, we O5 are aware, sorry to O6 missed, that legible barely, but go between auditorium not
Goodbye and luck with your troubles. For more information, see UIU file 0 Altered Federal Building in Confirmed Anomaly 10 The next part of SCP-001 will be uploaded to this audio archive in a few days. For more information and links, please see the show notes.